Today on the Dynasty Rewind, we play my favorite game, buy, sell, hold, and most importantly, avoid. Let's go. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined as always, faithful co-host Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, what's up, man? Mike, 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 Mike. So, did you did you see the the box score of the Ravens Lions game? I saw that Jared Goff did not do as good as I thought he was going to do. No, he did not. Man, that game felt so good. Ravens absolutely just swept them. Just cleaned up. It was great. Long time coming. Good to see that Todd Munkin offense working. There you go. And I will say uh, the MVP of the Sunday night football game was Eagles defensive coordinator Sean Desai. I mean, apparently the refs, according to all the Dolphins fans out there, (laughs) give it a rest. I'm an Eagles fan. I've been getting bad calls for 38 years. Avoid the noise and avoid some of these players. So like I said in the intro, we are playing Dynasty Buy, Sell, Hold, Avoid. I love doing this. Avoid. So important. Let's start it off. Ask Steve Smith. He'd be avoiding him. But what what are you doing with Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy? Yeah, Jerry Judy. I am holding on to Jerry Judy and possibly buying if I can get him for good value. Look, I've always been a big fan of Jerry Judy from the days when he was at Alabama. He was a great route runner coming into the league. Had an issue of the drops his rookie season. But overall, he fixed it. He's a good wide receiver. Unfortunately, just really doesn't seem to be working out with Jerry Judy and the Denver Broncos right now. He had a decent game this past week, but that offense really isn't clicking. Cortland Sutton's being rather productive himself. And with all these rumors going around about one of the Broncos wide receivers probably getting traded before the trade deadline, which, hey, we got about a week until that, a little bit less than that at this point. We're getting there. So we'll see what happens. But this week... I am holding on to Jerry Judy. I'm not willing to sell yet. I want to see if anything happens to the trade deadline. If nothing happens and he's still on the Broncos and the Broncos look just as bad as ever, you know, I'm going to consider selling at that point because I don't love the scenario. But if Cortland Sutton gets traded and Jerry Judy stays on the team, that's good. If Jerry Judy gets traded somewhere else, that's good. You know, I think there's a couple of different options here moving forward. Also, I still do like Jerry Judy myself, just, Still the talent. I like it. So I'm willing to hold on to him, um, you know, and just see what happens. But if I'm buying him right now to see if something happens and hope that the Broncos offense figures it out, you know, I I would be willing to pay a mid-second for Jerry Judy. I don't know if you can get him for a mid-second. I don't think that's going to – I don't think that's going to make it happen a lot of places. But in some leagues, I think you will find a manager who's kind of panicking on Jerry Judy. Maybe you can get him for a mid-24 second, something like that. and then. I think at this point we can't look at Jerry Judy confidently as a top 25 wide receiver, of course, but I still don't mind having my flex spot. So willing to hold on to him. I'm holding because I don't think I could sell him for what he's actually going to be worth at some point in time. And if I was doing a startup draft, like a mid season startup, I'd be avoiding him for the record in a startup draft. I'm just really frustrated. He's he's my wide receiver, Najee Harris. And lo and behold, yeah. I put Jerry Judy on the bench in a bunch of spots this week. 
11 points. I had Najee Harris on the bench in a bunch of spots. Decent game. I think he had 15 some points. Now, obviously, these guys got started in a few spots where I had no other choice, and I hope for the best, and it did work out. Um, but he's unreliable right now. I don't know. And, hey, maybe a change of pace would be the best thing for him. Or, I'm sorry, a change of scenery. And there's nothing wrong with guys getting a change of scenery and blossoming. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people, they're at one job. They don't like it there. They go somewhere else. They're much happier. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm speaking from personal experience. (laughs) So for the most part, holding, like to sell, but I'm not going to get what I want and avoiding in a startup. Three out of four ain't bad. So, Nate, let's move on and let's talk about another wide receiver. What are you doing with Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley? Remember, he was going to steal all those targets away from Christian Kirk, who, you know, is wide receiver (laughs) in on the season. Yeah, Mike, I can't tell you how sad I was after week one. I was looking at the box score of the Jaguars game, looking at Christian Kirk just doing absolutely nothing, looking at Ridley going off, and thinking to myself, what have I done? I have preached all offseason that Christian Kirk was the target hog in this offense and that Calvin Ridley would be a little bit rusty coming off you know, the, the time that he had been off. And since week one, we haven't seen a lot of production out of Calvin Ridley. And I will say, I don't think it's all Calvin Ridley's fault. You know, They just really haven't thrown the ball his way. They haven't used him. Um, you know, as a main focus of the offense, really, since week one, there was another game that he had 20 fantasy points. But outside of that, he's he's really not seen a lot of production. Christian Kirk has been doing really well, getting a ton of um, volume out of the slot. You know, he's looking very similar to how he was looking last year. But Calvin Ridley isn't really pulling together those Zay Jones numbers from last year, you know, that we were hoping he would pull together. And I'm not sure what's going on because um, I do think the talent of Calvin Ridley is still obviously high. But it's just not clicking right now. So I'm currently avoiding. I don't have a lot of Calvin Ridley. I'm not going out there to buy him right now. I'm not willing to buy low on him. He's a little bit too close to the edge of his career for me. I mean, I know he's only like 28, 29, but that's in his prime. He's not putting up prime numbers. So I'm avoiding for right now. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget Calvin Ridley has had one really good season. In 2020, 90 catches for 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns. The year before that, 63 for age, 66 and 7. But that's very Donovan Peoples-Jones-esque, kind of <laughs> what he did last year. So, you know, what people were paying for what is supposed to be an elite-level wide receiver, they could be paying much less than getting an actual alpha wide receiver for that team, and that's in Christian Kirk. So, for me, I'm selling. You know, I, I think I could get a younger wide receiver with the same production for cheaper. You know, and in my opinion, yeah. Christian Kirk is the guy to own in Jacksonville. He's wide receiver 15 on the seven. Calvin Ridley is wide receiver 37. By the way, you could have wide receiver 30, Curtis Samuel, for cheaper. And he's <laughs> going to love yourself some Curtis Samuel, man. He pops up in this podcast all the time. Listen, when you have stats to back up your narrative, you use it. Okay. And there's other wide receivers who you could get probably for cheaper at certain points than a guy like Calvin Ridley. Zay Flowers, wide receiver 23, maybe not him right now. By the way, Kendrick Bourne of the New England Patriots, wide receiver 25. So, you know, if I'm selling this guy, I would see if I could do Calvin Ridley for Josh Downs. Uh, Maybe if I get a little something on top, Josh Downs, that'd be nice. Um, And then some trades that I saw, Calvin Ridley for DeAndre Swift and Rondale Moore. Not the biggest Rondale Moore fan, but you're getting a starting caliber running back in DeAndre Swift. Uh, Calvin Ridley for Deonta Foreman. Jordan Mason and Adam Thielen, your wide receiver seven on the season. These are all real trades. Dante Foreman was a league winner. I'm sorry, 
weak winner for you uh, last week. Uh, but I would take a mid to late first if I could get somebody to buck up for it. Multiple seconds would also probably get it done for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd be going for two seconds or a late 24 first. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about another former first-round pick. What are we doing with Los Angeles Chargers wide receiver Quentin Johnson? Looks like we're both avoiding, Nate. So, Yeah, dude. you know, Mike, mock draft season is a very exciting season, but also a very stressful season. Yes, because you're is. seeing these players mock to these teams, and you're thinking about you know what that would look like, of course. And I can tell you, I saw Quentin Johnson mock to the Baltimore Ravens many, many times, and I just couldn't get Brashad Perryman out of my head that entire time. And unfortunately, Quentin Johnson is in the mold of the boom bust wide receiver that we've seen come yeah. through the league a couple different times. Um, Josh Doxson, uh, most more recently Traylon Burks, kind of. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately I was a huge fan of Burks, but it's, it hasn't been working out with Burks and now he's injured. So, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, you know, what if he wasn't injured and actually be able to get on the field, but when he has been on the field, he hasn't been able to produce at a high level consistently. Um, it's too early to sit here and call QJ a bust. I'm not going to do that. It's only been seven weeks. I'm not out here to call any rookie a bust, um, at any point in the rookie season, basically. Um, we've seen too many players break out soft, you know, second, third, fourth year. Um, there's still time for Quentin Johnson, who is a developmental prospect who needs to be given time. But the fact that Mike Williams is out and Quentin Johnson was kind of looked at as, hey, if Mike Williams goes down, that's when Quentin Johnson's going to step up. And we haven't seen that. And his stats from the season, 15 targets, 7.2% target share, by the way. Um, yeah, not great. And seven receptions, 64 yards, no receiving touchdowns. He's averaging 2.2 fantasy points per game. Um, it's, it's pretty bad. But I don't think I was ever expecting Quentin Johnson to have, you know, a great start to his rookie season. You know, I thought he was going to be a guy that was going to take a while to develop. He's been thrown into a role that he wasn't ready for. Um, and, and he's not getting on the field much because of that. You know, Josh Palmer's out snapping him. So I'm avoiding Quentin Johnson, um, right, Quentin Johnson right now. I was kind of avoiding him before. I'm going to avoid him right now. I think he might be a decent buy low later, but at this point, I'm still avoiding. Yeah. And he, remember, it was his time to shine when Mike Williams went down. That was in week three against Minnesota. And since then, two catches for 38 yards on seven targets. Josh Palmer in that span, I talked about it the last pod. 12 yeah. catches for 270 yards and 22 targets. So they're hyper-focusing on Josh Palmer. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Keenan Allen right now. I'm just I'm avoiding him as well. I have one share and I was picking it. I think my pick was like the 109 in that yeah. league or something like that, like 107. I forget. And he was the best available and he's just been chilling on my bench. And yeah. right now I have no reason to bring him up or even consider starting him until I see something. Yeah. I have one share Quentin Johnson's from a C2C league where I had him in on the college side. Um, you know, Figured I'd hold on to my one share of Quentin Johnson to see how it worked out. Yeah, I'm uh, okay with so holding I'll, on. I'll, 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 I'll hold him on for a while and see see what happens. We yeah. still have time. Like I said, I'm not so, here to call him a bust. Not yet. So you're going to hold on while we go to a commercial here from our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody. And let's get into my favorite position. Let's do some tight end talk. So, Nate, what are we doing? Looks like we're not going to agree on this one. What are we doing? with New York Giants resurgent tight end, Darren Waller. 
Yeah, currently has 35 receptions, 380 yards, and just one touchdown on the season. But 22.8 fantasy points this past week against the Commanders. 9.3 fantasy points week before that. 16.6 week before that. So, been putting up production recently. He's really the only consistent wide, uh, not wide receiver, but receiver of at any position um, on the Giants outside of Barkley. So once Daniel Jones comes back, I do think that we'll continue to see this kind of production. I know this past week was with Tyrod Taylor, but Daniel Jones, while I don't need to necessarily comment on if he's worth his contract value, uh, I do think he's still a decent quarterback um, that can pepper Darren Waller with targets. And, you know, we've always wondered with Darren Waller, can he stay healthy? Um, he has stayed healthy so far this season. He's played in every single game. Um, you know, outside of the first game when they got absolutely destroyed by the Cowboys, you know, he's had 80% or more snap share in every single game. He's been out there a lot of snaps. Um, I'm still excited for Darren Waller if you're looking for a contending tight end. It's not going to cost you as much as some of the other guys you have to pay up for. I think you can get Darren Waller right now for a second round pick. Um, a lot of people are probably looking to move off of him if they don't have a contending team. Go find somebody that's not in the top five of the league that has Darren Waller. You might be able to move a second round pick for him. You know, Darren Waller, you're right, is the leading receiver on the New York Giants right now, 380 yeah. yards, which is funny because I think um, the New York Giants as a whole have only 500 more receiving yards than Tyreek Hill does. Um, their oh, leading man. receiver receiver is Darius Slayton with 258. Yeah, It's rough out there. It is out there. I do like Wandale a little bit. He might. Uh, he didn't do much this past week, but he had eight receptions the week before that. So we'll see if yeah. he can uh, come back from his injury and look good. He's got 163 yards. I mean, he's almost on. He's just a little bit behind Jalen Hyatt. He's he only played in like three games. So he does have um, more receptions than Jalen Hyatt does. Um, but that being said, for me, if I'm not contending, I will sell Del- Darren Waller. If so, I'm going to strongly consider hanging on to him. So while these guys are coming off a big game, seven catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown, people want veteran tight ends for a playoff push. I get it. But if I'm going to sell him and I'm in a little bit of a rebuild, two seconds, if I could try to do that, tight end premium could probably get that done. Obviously, yeah. you try to push for a late first. It's going to be hard with a guy like Darren Waller. Hey, if not in contention, you know, and you want to do the younger player, Tight end in a pick like a Musgrave, uh, Greg Dulcich. Please come back from IR soon. <laughs> uh, Pat Frymuth, who's been hurt. And just hey, I think you can go up right now and maybe like an early third, late second. Trey McBride, Zach Ertz was just placed yeah. in IR. I think Trey McBride, he's got 50% snap share the last two weeks. That little breakout might be coming. Yeah, or even a guy like Jake Ferguson in a pick two from the Dallas Cowboys. But let's go switch it back to the running back position, Nate's favorite. Nate, what are we doing? with Chicago Bears backup running back Deonta Foreman. Let's just can I just say his stats real quick? So we just go for it. You know, 16 carries for 89 yards, two touchdowns. He can catch the ball too. Three catches, 31 yards and a touchdown. You know, he was with the Panthers last year. I think they regret not re-signing him and giving Miles Sanders that nice contract. Probably could have had Deonta Foreman a lot cheaper. He's gonna do this for you every week. Yeah, that, that Sanders contract's not looking too great right this second. But what are you doing? Well, in the places I have Dante Foreman, I'm holding. And the places I don't have him, I, I'm probably avoiding because I, I, like you, Mike, I'm not a huge fan of buying running backs in season. And also, I'm not a huge fan of buying running backs that are short term fixes. In, and you're not uh, a huge fan of running backs. I'm not a huge fan of running backs in general. So, yeah. 
But I do have Dante Foreman in a couple places. Very happy to hold on to him as long as he's a lead back for the Bears. But the problem is, I don't think he's going to be the lead back for the Bears the rest of the season. Khalil Herbert comes back. He looked really good. Roshan Johnson, you know, he's been dealing with concussions throughout the past two weeks. He looked good when he was on the field. You know, Dante Foreman is not the only guy out there. We talked about it all offseason, how this is going to be kind of a hot hit hot hand committee there's three running backs that have the chance to make a make some noise Dante Foreman's just having his couple weeks now you know if you have him congrats you have a startable running back until you know otherwise but I think you got this guy for you know three weeks or whatever it's going to be which is great enjoy it yeah but you know if if you're going out there to buy him for a late third just to you know make sure you get through the bye weeks that's fine but anything more than that I don't think you need to do it right now and this is why I tell people not to panic trade when you're mid-season. I get it. I get it. But Khalil Herbert was looking pretty decent before he got hurt. I mean, his last two games, yep. 18 for 103, had four catches for 19 yards and a touchdown, and then 10 for 76, and he got hurt against Washington. So, you know, Roshan Johnson, I think he's a good guy to have in there as a holdover. Um He's to me, you, you buy guys like, like this in the offseason, but I'm holding um, and I'm starting if I need him, yeah. which there's a lot of places you're going to need him. If you're in dire need, you could consider buying. Um, but, you know, that that again is a third. OK with that. Um, but that's it. So there's also the Raiders defense. I wouldn't buy too much into this performance. Three touchdowns too. you know, you know, down to Foreman, 120 total yards. But the three touchdowns is what really got us excited for fantasy football. Touchdowns, especially with this Bears offense right now, not going to be chasing touchdowns with this Bears Bears offense. Nate, what if Caleb Williams goes to the Raiders? Caleb Williams to the Raiders. Are you telling me Devontae Adams is still there? Because that would look pretty nice. Yeah. Though I don't know if Devontae Adams wants a rookie quarterback, even if it is Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Although I did see um, in look, I hope they have a different coach at that point, though. Yeah, for sure. We do look at your comments sometimes in YouTube, and a lot of somebody was saying he doesn't buy the hype on Caleb Williams, and I get it. Um, definitely didn't look good against Utah. Yeah, but sometimes quarterbacks don't look good. Doesn't mean they're not good quarterbacks. Um, you know, I'm not going as far to say that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback prospect of all time or anything like that. I think that is a bit of an exaggeration. But I do think he is up there as one of the top quarterbacks to come out of college just in the past decade because of, you know, he might not do everything the traditional orthodox way, but his ability to create outside of structure is just unmatched. And you can't teach that. So, yeah. All right, Nate, let's do one more before we head out before we head on out. And what are we doing with Detroit Lions running back Jameer Gibbs? Not gonna lie, when Bob put this one on here, I was a little surprised. But it sounds like you and I are doing the same thing. We're holding. Yeah, Mike. It was like two, three weeks ago, maybe, when we had the same question on here. What are we doing with Jameer Gibbs? And everyone was freaking out because, oh no, the rookie in week three didn't get twenty-five carries. Like, let's make sure we're being realistic here, okay, people? Jameer Gibbs was put into a role, a very Obvious, straightforward role with David Montgomery as the other running back. He was introduced in that role, had a little bit of some production, has the bigger role now with David Montgomery out. Did great as expected. Montgomery's out, going to do well. Montgomery comes back. Gibbs goes into the same role. This doesn't change anything. 
I love Gibbs. I love what he's doing. He's going to be more efficient in the role moving forward than he was to start the season because he's better now. He's starting to see the NFL slow down for him. You can see it when he runs. It even happened just as the game progressed against the Ravens this past week. So Jameer Gibbs, still love the talent. I still think the situation is just fine. I don't think it's a bad situation. I think it is a little limiting, but I'm holding on to Jameer Gibbs. You know, I, I've been holding on to him this entire time. You're going to get games like this. You're going to have some other games where he doesn't have such a big blow up. But that's what you're going to get as long as David Montgomery's there. And David Montgomery's not going to be there forever. Yeah. So Jameer Gibbs, fine holding on to him. I'm not panicking. I'm excited. Saw this coming. We all saw this coming. Hold on. We're going to get many more weeks like this. Yeah. And, and you know, I hate to break this to everybody. David Montgomery's a really good NFL running back. He is. And that's, you know, he does everything that the coaches want him to do. Um, and if you want to really hold when he's underproducing in three years, he'll be traded to the Philadelphia Eagles and he'll be a running back one. Exactly. But the fact of the matter is he was running back three on the week. And this is a game that I believe he scored the only touchdown of the game for the Lions. And did they, did I see, did they either miss the point after or they went for two and they, didn't they, get it? No, they went for two and didn't get it. Okay. Um, but still 11 carries, 68 yards and a touchdown. And we, we talked about the receiving work, nine catches, 58 yards. Yeah. So at the very minimum, when David Montgomery comes back, he's startable in a flex spot. And that's at the bare minimum. We're holding, guys, you, you know this, stop overreacting when the NFL coaches don't fit your narrative. They don't care about your fantasy team. You have to adjust accordingly. We've been over this time and time again. Hold on to Jameer Gibbs. You paid up to get him. Don't panic sell now. Also, like we, we're usually saying don't play Dynasty like Redraft, but I feel like this year I got to say don't play Dynasty like DFS. Yeah. <laughs> don't play Dynasty like DFS. Come on. That's a good point. But if you want to hear more about DFS, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Ruin. Our very own Dan Rozier does a DFS show every week, and that will be coming out Wednesday. So it's already passed, but don't worry. Sign up. You can still go back and listen to it. But until next time, everybody, for Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you later. September is here and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% off plus free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this summer with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with the brand new Beard Heads trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature performance package 4.0? Included in this ultimate grooming bundle is the star of the show, Lawnmower 4.0, equipped with skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their Crop Preserver Groin Deodorant and Crop Reviver Groin Spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence in the bedroom to a whole new level. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped Boxers 2.0. These are with out of doubt, the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer briefs after wearing these. So once again, Manscaped supports the Dynasty Rewind so much they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 20% off and 
free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code DynastyRewind. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.